people's whole working career, they've been told to shove money in your 401k. Put money in your 401k, put money in your IRA. You got to save it. You're going to need it for retirement. And that's normal. That's good. If you've been doing that, good for you. But what no one tells people is if you're going to spend that money, you have to be able to get it out of the 401k and IRA. If I was getting onto an airplane and all I cared about was the airplane taking off, yeah, it's cool. I'm in the air. But unless I want to die on that airplane, I better be able to land and get off that airplane. You've been putting money into your 401k or IRA for the last 40, 50, even 60 years, but it's doing you no good just sitting there. And unless you plan on donating it to charity, you're going to pay a tax. Listen as Josh explains why your tax plan needs to be just as good, if not better, than your investment plan. And finally, learn how my lack of planning for my first date with Carla relates to a retiree's lack of planning when it comes to taking money out of their 401k and IRA. Even better, let's listen as Josh tries to connect the dots between those two things. This is episode nine of the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brittle, is the owner and founder of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last 18 years or so, he's been helping people just like you thrive in their retirement. And me, I'm Dave the co-host and Josh's longtime friend and financial project. I'm here to make sure Josh doesn't get too technical. I'm also here to keep things lighthearted. And now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so you can enjoy the show. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of its publication and are subject to change. Soldier's daughter. It's my time. My turn to start seeing this. So Dave edits all of our podcasts while we're recording. Hi, welcome to our latest episode of Retirement Equals Freedom. Hello. This is going to be like a, a musical. Dave's going <laughs> to sing all of his parts. I, I can make that happen. But Dave edits all of our podcast. And last night I got a text from Dave that said, uh, I just published episode seven make sure you listen to the first 30 seconds with missy missy is my wife and the first five seconds is really all you need <laughs> I'm like, oh no yeah so i go out there and she's actually brushing her teeth so I, I go into the bathroom i go dave says we need to listen to this together and all she said was that's embarrassing and because Dave took me singing Sweet Soldier's Daughter and kind of played it right into the front of the podcast and uh, did tie it in nicely the rest of the show. You know, sometimes I think the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast serves two purposes. One, yes, of course, to help retirees with their mindset change in retirement. It's also, I think it's kind of like a love letter from me to Josh. And so I recorded him singing our favorite song from high school and college and still our favorite song. And I thought it was a beautiful ode to our friendship. And here Missy is laughing at us. So Dave and I write down our show notes for the day and kind of what we want to talk about 
uh, on anything, and that was nowhere on it. Nowhere did we ever mention <laughs> Soldier's Daughter. No. So, um, <laughs> but I actually wanted to start. It, it was really cute. We're at the start of summer vacation right now. Our, our kids are out of school. My kids finished um, before Memorial Day. I don't know when Landon finished, Dave. Week before. Yeah. And this started back in the pandemic when, you know, the school, school shut down and we were looking for anything fun to do. Missy started with this summer bucket list and she had the kids write down all these things they wanted to accomplish in the summer and fun things. And we would add our own. So like we'd do things that they didn't even know about. We'd put it on the bucket list and it got us talking about it. it actually got us to do things. So it was kind of a fun thing. Like if you had nothing, you didn't know what to do for the day, you'd look at the bucket list and say, let's do this, let's do that. And we had a lot of fun. And uh, she's continued it. So this year we've we've added to our bucket list. And the first day of school was out. Uh, that afternoon we started writing the bucket list. Oh, for, for the, the summer. summer. Yeah, sure. and it was kind of fun. Love it. And um, we've taught our kids about Enchanted Castle. Mm. Uh, that might have been a mistake, but mm-hmm. um, for those of you that aren't from the western suburbs of Chicago and Channing Castle is kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese on steroids. Yeah. And I don't know why. I think they got invited to a birthday party or something. They went there. So, of course, on their bucket list is they wanted to go to Enchanting Castle. Yeah. Um, and my wife, being a genius, says, okay, day one, Enchanting Castle. Wow. So the very next day. So I questioned her on this. Okay. She says to me, because if we don't do it on day one, they will ask for it every single day, all of summer. Yeah. And you know what? We haven't heard about it since. They loved it. They had a good time. We're yeah. done with it. But it was a thing of genius in our house, I think. I mean, Melissa is a genius. Did you know, Josh, that I spent the every, no joke, you can ask my dad. He took me there every Friday night growing up. Really? Yes. And it was probably up until I would say, I don't, I want to say sixth, seventh, eighth grade, maybe even just him and I, it was our thing. And Enchanted Castle was very different back then. But looking back at it now as a dad, I, I thank him so much because he had to be bored out of his mind. There was like a separate (laughs) room for parents to sit and watch like an old crappy projection monitor of whatever was on TV at Friday at like eight o'clock uh, PM while I'm running amok causing mayhem in a chain of castle. And so I, I make it a point like, wow, dad, you are amazing. But yeah, I, I had man millions upon millions of tickets and tokens from that place. So we brought land in there too. Um, kind of early pandemic when things started to open back up, we snuck in there and we were like the only people in there and it was fun, but it was not nineties in China castle. Yeah. But it's still very cool. And so I love that you're carrying on that tradition. Uh, you know what? It's kind of different. So my kids have been to Chuck E. Cheese and I was there with them. And so you kind of got used to that. And Enchanted Castle is something different. One is you no longer put quarters into a machine or tokens. You have a card, like a game mm-hmm. card. It's got money on it. Yeah. Well, the kids have no sense of how fast that money is emptying. Yeah. So my daughter played the claw game and when uh-huh. three minutes was out of money. Yeah. Um, but also they don't spit tickets out anymore. Yeah. It adds it to the card. It, it just adds tickets to the card. And I feel like the kids are missing something there. I, I 100% agree. The joy of tickets shoved in your pocket and 
laying them out in the counter and all that stuff. Hundred percent. Now, as a dad who still loves video games and arcades to a fault, uh, Landon and I prefer Dave and Buster's to Enchanted Castle. And if you ask Landon, he knows that Dada only takes him there on Wednesdays because it's half off games. So we'll go with that aforementioned card and we'll swipe and swipe and swipe. And it feels like you're there forever and you only spend 20 bucks. Yes. Up until like five, six years ago, they still had physical tickets. Now it's all digital, which yes, makes it easier, but it does lack that tangible cool factor. Huh? Yeah. Dave and Buster's on Wednesday, Josh, this summer, take your boys there. Maybe the, maybe the five of us will go. That'd be kind of fun. Let's do it. We've, uh, I texted Dave the other night too. Um, my boys have started listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Alex thinks I'm really cool now because I have a podcast. But uh, they've said they wanted to be on our podcast with Landon and Dave, so I hopefully we can uh, we can get there doing that. But that would be amazing. Um, today, I want to talk about something that I think is probably the most important topic for most retirees, and it's something that. Very few people are even thinking about addressing taxes. It has to do with taxes, but it's a little bit more specific. I mean, you, taxes is kind of like my general answer to everything. <laughs> so this is where Alex lays in bed and says, Dad, tell me about taxes. Um, Hashtag tax nerd. <laughs> but I want to talk about getting money out of your IRAs and 401ks. Oh, another enthralling episode. <laughs> Dave, there's all sorts of sound effects here. What does this one do? Oh, that was a perfect one. What it's was like it? Magical. It's oh. like oh, magical. <laughs> Getting money out of your 401ks and IRAs. I, I don't have headphones on for this episode, everybody, because I'm having technical difficulties, which is kind of like on par for us. Yeah, so when you edit this episode, you're going to be like, oh, oh. that was either a great sound effect or a terrible one. <laughs> but getting money out of your IRAs. So here, Dave, I want you to think about this. Sure. People's whole working career, they've been told to shove money in your 401k. Put money in your 401k. Put money in your IRA. You got to save it. You're going to need it for retirement. Yeah. And that's normal. That's good. If you've been doing that, good for you. But what no one tells people is if you're going to spend that money, you have to be able to get it out of the 401k and IRA. So it's kind of like if I was a getting onto an airplane and – all I cared about was the airplane taking off. Yeah, it's cool. I'm in the air. But unless I want to die on that airplane, I better be able to land and get off that airplane. What you're saying is you need a plan? You need a, well, yeah, yeah, you need a plan. You need to know how are you going to get the money out. And that's something people don't think about. And here's wow. the problem. Yeah. The money sitting there in that 401k, the only purpose it serves there is to grow. Sure. Okay. It doesn't do you any good. You can't look at it. You can't play with it. You can't buy a house with it. You can't spend it for your retirement until you get it out. And in order to get it out, the only way to get money out of a 401k or IRA is to have it taxed. Okay. Unless you're going to donate some of it to charity. I'm not talking about charity. And that's a, that's a definite possibility. But that money coming out has to be taxed. Has to be taxed. Has to be taxed. Yeah. And the problem is... People don't plan for how to minimize that tax. And so tax rates change. Our tax rates go up, tax rates go down. And when you take that money out, 
the money is taxed at whatever the tax rate happens to be when you take the money out. Like that day you take it out. That day you take it out. That year that you take it out. The, okay. So if you take it out in a year where tax rates are low and your income is low, then great. You're going to get it out pretty cheap. But if all of a sudden you take it out when tax rates are higher and your income is higher, that money comes out at a much more expensive you know, expensive rate. So let me give you an example here. Let's say you had a million dollars in your 401k and IRA, okay? okay. And you've got a million bucks inside there, and you're, you're happy. You should be. You're ecstatic. You've saved a million bucks. Like, you're probably better off than most retirees out there. Mm-hmm. But in order to spend it, you've got to get it out. And if you get it out and your average tax rate is 10%, okay? okay. 10% of a million bucks is 100000 yep. That means you have $900,000 to spend. Does that make sense? Makes sense. But if you take it out and your average tax rate's 25%, now the government wants $250,000. You only get to spend $750,000. So, you know, if I have two people, one gets a 10% tax rate, one gets a 250, they both started with that million. They both worked really hard to get a million dollars saved. Yeah. One person gets to spend nine hundred thousand. One person gets to spend seven hundred fifty thousand, and the only difference is taxes. Wow, that's a massive difference. It's huge. I mean, it's it is. Wait, are those real? Are those real like possibility? Real possible tax rates? Oh God, yeah, those are very real possibilities. Wow. And let me give you an example. There's a lot of people who retire in fifties, sixty year old, and they don't need the money in their IRA to live. You know, they may have their Social Security, they may have a pension, they may have um, just savings they've built up. And when you just spend savings or you just spend Social Security, your tax rates are next to nothing. I mean, all of a sudden, if you were a good income earner and you earned, you know, 100000 a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, you're used to these really high tax rates. You're used to 25 30% taxes. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you retire and taxes go to zero or 10%. And you're ecstatic. Yeah. But Uncle Sam knows this. They know that you don't want to take money out of your IRAs and 401ks. So they have these required distributions. RMDs, right? RMDs. You've listened to enough of my seminars. Uh, yes. And remember, I was a banker for a number of years. You are. Don't ask me why. You are. Uh, or you were. Yeah, that was. Definitely not. not Is so Charter long. One Bank still in business? No, because of me. I single-handedly brought them down. <laughs> you actually were loved there. I'm beloved wherever I go. You are even in our office here. Um, but <laughs> I could go on. Yes. I don't want to interrupt you. Keep going. <laughs> my, my father is pretty strict on dress code here in the office. And he's told people like, you, know, you better never come in with a wrinkled shirt again or whatever it might be. But not to you. You, you can kind of <laughs> do whatever you want here. I wore long pants today. And I, Okay. Wow, I hope you remember what you're talking about. I do, required distribution. Okay, I got that there, yeah. Because I stood in my closet, I'm not even kidding you, a good five minutes thinking of a shirt I could wear that, A, primarily my main focus is I'm not going to sweat too much while wearing, and then B, something that like was not from the 90s or 2000s. And I'm like, I got nothing. I'm going to go with my newest, nicest graphic tee, and I'll ask for forgiveness rather than permission. You look great, Dave. Oh, gosh. You're making me blush. <laughs> Could just be the temperature in here. It's making me sweat, but we'll call it blushing. But yes, from your Charter One Days, RMDs, mm-hmm. required minimum distribution. So what happens is the government knows that you don't want to take that money out of your 401ks or IRAs. 
So they're going to force you to start taking money out. And right now that age is 72. So when you turn 72, it starts as a, as a percentage. And for ballpark, it's around 4%. Okay. And then every year it goes up. The percentage gets higher and higher every year. Percentage of how much you have to take out of your yeah, balance. So what they do is they look at your year-end value. Yeah. So they look at your 1231 value of your IRA. Okay. And they say, here's the percentage you have to take out this year. And it's based on your age. Okay. And so for a 72-year-old, it's about 4%. And every year it gets higher and higher. Okay. So for a 90-year-old, it could be upwards of 40 or 50% or 60%. And can you start taking out earlier than 72? Yes. You are always okay. allowed to take out earlier. Okay. Now, the other magic age is 59 and a half. Um, before 59 and a half, they also penalize you to take the money out. Okay. But once you turn 59 and a half, you're allowed to take money out. You just have to pay tax settings. Remember, whenever you take that money out, it's taxed. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So imagine this person. So they're waiting on Social Security because Social Security grows quite a bit if you wait. Uh, they're going to wait till 70. They're not going to need their RMDs, so their required distributions. So they're going to wait till they turn 72 for that. And they're just going to live off of their withdrawals out of their savings or their other investments. Okay. Okay. Yep. Their taxes are virtually zero. They might be 10, 12%, but it's virtually zero. And then all of a sudden they click on social security, they click on RMDs and their income shoots from basically zero for 10 years up to a couple hundred thousand dollars again. Got it. And what does that do? Well, it forces them into a higher tax rate and it also makes Medicare more expensive, forces taxation on social security. And all while they thought they were doing all these great things for these 10 years, but they've really just kicked the can down the road. Oh, man. Bummer. That's depressing. Uh, I mean, it is depressing. It's a great problem to have because, you know, you're in such a good financial shape that you're paying these giant taxes. I understand that. But it's still depressing because these people, you know, no one taught them how to do this. No one taught them, you know, this is what will – this is what needs to be done. Yeah, I'm talking about for me personally, it's depressing because I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact I'm have to pay taxes on nothing is like what the. Yeah, it's it, people get people get uh, really surprised. I mean, the number of people we hear that are surprised they have to pay taxes on their, their IRA. I mean, these are really intelligent people. Yeah, it, this is not communicated to people. Do you did you put that in there to make me feel better about myself? You just said these are really intelligent people that don't know these tax laws, and I think it was like a maybe a, a backhanded compliment. Is that the word? No, no, I, I I wasn't saying you were really intelligent people. <laughs> no, I was, I was you, saying even for for someone like you, I understand where it comes. That's from. what I'm saying. You're saying, hey, just because you are financially illiterate, <laughs> not everybody understands tax laws. No, I mean we've established in the show your financial illiteracy, and you're here for your pure enjoyment and mm. knowledge of me more than anything else. Yeah. Um, that's true. That is true. But the what I was trying to say is there are people that we run across who I would consider to be extremely financially literate and don't realize the roles taxes play. Okay. And I'm going to take this one step further. Oh, I love when you say that. This is, this is my last big push um, or not push my last big point here, but there's a lot of financial advisors who are really good at teaching people how to save money. They're great at investments. They they will teach you how to save. They'll teach you tips and tricks, and they'll teach you what investments to use and how to be diversified and all this fun stuff. Okay. But when it comes to taking money out, they're utterly clueless mm. because they don't take taxes into consideration. Some of them can't. Some of them their their offices actually won't let them talk about taxes. 
Um, some of them don't know have, have any, any idea how. They'll wow. say, hey, talk to a CPA, talk to somebody else. But it's, it's so non-congruent because it's not being planned for. And here's the argument I like to make. So um, if you've heard me in a workshop, you've heard me make this comment before where people get really hung up on what happens when the stock market corrects. Okay, If all of a sudden the stock market goes from, you know, your, your IRA goes from a million dollars to $700,000 because of a stock market issue, you get really mad. People get upset. There's some emotions involved. But with good planning, you know, as long as you're not taking the money out, it'll ride the wave. It'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still hurts. But no one takes into consideration if tax rates go up a little bit. Yeah. So that same person, if tax rates go up 5%, they just lost $50,000 overnight. <sighs> and so having that plan is equally as important and no one's doing it. You also uh, you make it a point, too, to say – Financial planners are really good on teaching you how to save, but they don't teach you how to spend your money. And this this ties into that. It's, it's a perfect example of that. It, it, it's one of those variables that teaches you that they're not doing. It, it's that same analogy of an airplane. You know, They're really good at teaching you how to take off on the airplane, how to make that airplane go higher, make it go faster. But they don't teach you how to get the airplane back on the ground. Mm. And so that is a huge differentiator. And this can be true for people doing it themselves at home too. You have to have this into consideration. You have to take these things into consideration. These taxes are something that I become extremely passionate about and how they apply to each situation is different. So it's a, it's a, fun, it's a fun thing to dig into um, when you sit down with a client because you're, you're, you're talking to them about something they've never heard before. But – they a lot of them realize it's a problem that they're not being addressed. I think I I think I'm going to take my CPA exam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you laughing? Is that a vote of confidence? The way you just laughed, or is that like a yeah? Good luck and good no. Luck, you know David. how I, you told me it was a backhanded compliment when, uh-huh. I, when I told you? <laughs> yeah, I think you just degraded everyone with their CPA <laughs> when you said that. All right. To be fair, once again, I am not drinking Cometeer coffee. I have generic K-Cup coffee, so my mind is not right. So forgive me, people. What episode do we first mention Cometeer? Episode one, I believe. So every episode so far, we've mentioned Cometeer coffee? Actually, maybe not one. It was it was early on. You know, I'm saying by episode 150, yeah. they're, they're full on sending you coffee. They will be a sponsor of the show. Yeah, Cometeer, except for the fact we're probably pronouncing their name wrong this whole time. <laughs> no, I think they have a very like outer space type of vibe. So I think it is Cometeer, kind of like it's not Cometer. Well, I sure hope it's not, because then I'm gonna be blasted on the socials for it. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got here for it? Are you done? Well, no, you you, you <laughs> breathe deeply, which you like to do when you eat the microphone. I'm just oh no, wait. These new microphones do not allow me to eat it. And I thought there was a, a really eccentric point coming there. But no, um, my point mm-hmm. to this was you don't need to know the tax laws. You don't need to know that, you know, how you take the money out and, you know, what you do with it, the differences. But what you do need to know is that this has to be incorporated in your plan and you have to know that it has to be um, – perfected to your situation. Yeah. So you need a plan, man. You need a plan. And 
planning for taxes has to tie in with your investment planning. It has to tie in with your income planning. And let me give you an example. This is the easiest, easiest example I give to people is we're talking about traditional IRAs right now. When we talk about Roth IRAs and we'll do a whole episode on Roth IRAs. Oh God, I can't wait. Dave, you are going to regret that you've agreed to do this podcast with me. No, I won't because I usually get a free meal out of coming here. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Um, but the the money that that um, you're going to spend last is probably the money that you is already tax free, and those Roth IRAs are tax free. And so, if it's the last money you're going to spend, it's probably also where we're going to take the most risk. Mm-hmm. So everything has to be tied together to get this to get this plane back on the ground to get that retirement you know, to to really plan for how you're going to spend that money. It's extremely important. And taxes are a huge, huge part of that. And I will actually argue the largest portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would spend less time worrying about how to get an extra 1% in the market and a heck of a lot more time try- figuring out how to try and save 5 10% in taxes. I just keep hearing you say you need a plan. So, Josh, hit that button. Oh, God. Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. All right. Friends, it still gets me. friends, it's time for Dave to relate to retirees. Plans, planning, my historical lack of planning for my entire life. I'm 42 tomorrow and I still don't have a plan for my life. But this goes back to the earliest memory of me not having a plan. And it is when I met my now beautiful wife, Carla. Josh, you can attest, I, have, I had no business going on a date with her. No, and there are many a times who people I've talked to who don't know you. The first question they ask is, how, how is he married to yeah. Carla? Yeah, because she is non-biased, but she is more beautiful today than she was when she was 17 when I met her, 18 when I met her. Anyways, so the plan was- Kiss up. I, yeah, kiss up. Brownie points, <gasps> pudding cake points. <laughs> oh, it's a new phrase. I didn't have a plan. So a friend set us up on a date. I didn't plan for that. Our friends set up the date at Olive Garden. I didn't plan for that. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't plan for paying for her meal. She bought a bowl of pasta visual and I didn't plan on paying for it. And you and our other friend Matt didn't help me out on that one either. I had no plan on a call to action meeting. Like I didn't know I had to ask her on a second date yet. Somehow we're married. You've been married. How long now? Since 2006, 16 years in February was our 16 year anniversary. You know, sometimes Luck is on your side. Well, I'm going to say, so I didn't plan for this to happen. Thank God it did. But I need you to relate this back to this, to your topic today of getting money out of IRAs and 401ks and having a plan. Go ahead. Take a couple seconds. Dave relates to retirees. I mean, the jingle itself yeah, is fantastic. It is. And Dave, and as you were talking, yeah. I actually thought to myself, I got this. You know, it's pretty impressive because this all my stories are stretches, guys. All right. I act confident, but really I'm very not confident when I tell these stories. But Josh, I'm excited to hear you take it home, baby. So it hit me about um, probably around December of last year that people who are retiring right now, um, probably any time in the last three to four years, are retiring in what is probably the single greatest time in history. And it could be the last five years, 10 years. And why do I say that? I don't know. Why? 
great question. Okay. I was going to answer it anyways. Oh, but, oh good. Um, I say that because as a retiree, most people save the most money after their kids are off to school, off to college, and their incomes are higher. So all of a sudden they save the most. That's where most people max out their 401ks. Um, and so people who have retired in the last five to 10 years have been saving the most historically in their life in a time when the stock market has gone vertically and has gone straight up. Mm. They've retired at a time where tax rates are utterly low. Mm. Okay. Yeah. They're not going to stay there forever. The market is not going to continue to go straight up. So kind of like Dave, who just out of dumb luck got a second date from Carla, who just happened to be married to her and just happened to have this wonderful child with her. um, That's kind of how retirees have been the last few years. I mean, zero planning. I call it dartboard planning. You could have Mm. thrown a dart at it and it would have worked. Yeah. Have been fine. But I have to say, Dave, you have gotten much better. I mean, you even make sweet nothings like that in the microphone where you said, you know, nice things about her. Now you actually have a thought process about Carla. Um, Planning is going to become so important and the tax planning is going to be essential. So um, this is the first time I'm ever going to offer this to the podcast listeners. And I'm only doing this because very few people are ever talking about taxes. And that is, I'm going to actually offer a complimentary free 15 minute call with me uh, with the sole purpose to understand how your tax situation is set up and to see what kind of help you may need that's there. So um, if you'd like to know more about taxes and how to get money out of your IRA in the most efficient manner possible, um, Dave is is building out a link on our podcast website, which is fsrwealth.com slash podcast. Um, you can go there and click a link to my calendar and book a complimentary 15-minute phone call. And all we're going to do there is talk about you know your IRAs and how we're going to get the money out in the most tax-efficient manner possible. So Now, there's no guarantee, however, that once you book the call, that you won't be talking to me on the other end of that phone. Can you imagine the catastrophe that would be? I'd be like, hello, listener, you get pudding cakes. Um, Our insurance won't let you take those phone calls. (laughs) Yeah, Matt, compliance would be like, and you're canceled. (laughs) But I also also use that opportunity to call out pudding cakes because we had not yet, and that has to be a per-episode. Oh, market day pudding cakes? Yes, Lowe's. Mm-hmm. Wait, so 15-minute phone call with you. Can you be a Zoom call and you guys eat pudding cakes together while talk about taxes? Or <laughs> That is like your second date with Carla. <laughs> I mean, we have to get past <laughs> I, We have to get past that phone call first. I first have to pay for her pasta visual, and mm-hmm. then maybe I can eat pudding cakes. <laughs> Deal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so again, yes, Josh, um, fsrwealth.com slash podcast. And below our list of podcasts on that page will be – I'll have a big green button that says um, schedule your complimentary call with Josh and you can choose a time that's convenient for you, right? That's that correct. And okay. if you really are calling just to talk to Dave, yeah, schedule a call. I'll give you his cell phone. No problem. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, again, Ira Glass, the producer of This American Life – has my personal cell phone number already. So he oh, won't. It's only because you've been like emailing it to him consistently. Yeah, it's more because he's called the cops on me because I'm stalking him. But. <laughs> 
Oh man, you know who who would have thought Josh IRAs and four hundred one k distributions would be so entertaining? You know, I think when I tell you our next topic, which I'm not going to tell you today, I think you'll be even more excited. Oh man, I can't wait. Episode nine. These are getting better and better. Um, Dave. Hey, Josh. Thank you for that wonderful story. And yeah, uh, I uh, hopefully on our pod on my kids bucket list this summer is actually some things that they want to do with you oh i know they want to go back to it um medieval times medieval times it was a hoot but what we said was this year instead we've been talking about going to santa's village remember that it's my childhood yeah dundee he went there that landon went there last summer oh man landon's already done it yeah but he was afraid to go on some of the rides, so maybe with your boys, he'll be more well, confident. The boys were saying, maybe instead of Medieval Times, we could do Santa's Village. So. Yeah, it'd be fun. Oh, Josh. All right. So, once again, I mean, we are just, we are podcast legends here. Um, episode 9 in the books. I'm going to say it. Um, we had a lot of fun. And with that, bye. Bye. <laughs>